You are now listening to the Beat Bodega, a music podcast. Music and talk for all you bitches. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Beat Bodega, episode four. Uh, we're going to jump into the 80s today with uh, our very special guest, Gilbert Diaz, aka DJ G Funk. And as always, A1 Eric. How you guys doing? Hi. I'm back. <laughs> How you guys doing today? Good, man. Good. Nice to have you, Gilbert. Uh, Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. And Eric, always nice to have you. Um, so, as I mentioned, today's episode will be uh, '80s, strictly '80s. Uh, Gilbert was kind enough to, or kind enough to put together a mix for uh, this episode. Uh, a total of forty songs. It's a big track list. Um, so. Gilbert, what do you got going on here? Uh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to, you know, highlight some some uh, some dope '80s songs. Um, you know, I decided to do some kind of like not 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 your normal hits for you know people you would think like you know Cindy Lauper. Everybody knows her for you know girls just want to have fun. So I you know I did one of my favorite songs of hers, which is Change of Heart. Um, you know, even with the like flock of seagulls, everybody knows, you know, their song, like I ran. So I, you know, I did the space age love song, which I love. Um, so yeah, just something a little different. And you guys can't see Gilbert, but he actually wears the flock of seagulls hairdo all the time. I wish, I wish (laughs) I had that hair. No, but I can see you do. (laughs) (laughs) Little wedding singer reference there. Greatest movie ever. It is, man. Well, not greatest, but it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, so let me ask you, Gilbert, if if I go listen to this this uh this mix, can I put this to a party? Like, would people like? Is it long enough that it'll be a nice set list to have in the background for for yeah, get together? Like, yeah, I think it's like forty five minutes. I think. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 much longer than the than the first mix. It's, it's you packed in forty songs. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> you said, you know the the one of the messages I do get is um that we that we go a little bit off the cuff with the music and people like it because it's songs that they've never heard before or or forgot about so yeah it's kind of neat that we're taking this direction with a lot of the songs even though we don't mean to but it, it works out that way and and uh, this playlist can attest to that too um i kind of did it it's it's um you ever watch those cheerleading competitions and they throw in those fast mixes I'm a fan yeah. of that. It's like very like kinetic. Yeah, and it just in and you're out. Just, you're just bouncing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think Eric, you spoke on, uh, spoke on it last time uh, I was on that. One of my favorite things is you know somebody coming up to me at the end of the night and I'm DJing and I'm like, yo, I haven't heard some of those songs in the longest time and like, yes. I honestly, like I honestly thought you were gonna say that people come up to you and ask you, you know, do you watch cheerleading competitions? That's what I thought you were hey. gonna say. There's a good Netflix uh, documentary right now. I forgot what it's called, but you follow that Texas team and you're rooting for them to win the championship at the end. I'm not going to, no spoilers here, but no spoilers. <laughs> they bring it. They bring it. <laughs> Another reference to a great movie. So if, if anybody's kind of noticed, we've actually gone, uh, you know, we're going through different genres and kind of through decades and, and segueing one podcast to the next. Uh, this one's no different. So, we went from, uh, you know, 70s and 80s punk, and then you have a lot of new wave here, which 
where a lot of these kids that were growing up listening to punk, uh, listening to rock and wanted to kind of reinvent themselves and come up with their new sound. Um, and oddly enough, when new wave had come up, it was more of a disdain for, you know, the classic or what we consider classic rock, like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin, which they became the mainstream back then. So a lot of the kids that were listening to punk, um, you know, and, and they started, uh, you know, their own sound and then, you know, with technology and in, uh, in, in the music realm evolving, they started including synthesizers and, and, and a lot of those, those different sounds. And that's why it's referred to as post-punk, uh, because, you know, they gathered, you know, the punk sound, the pop sound, and then they developed this sound and, and they didn't sound like, like anything else. They sounded like the futuristic trend that the eighties were taking. Uh, you know, they kind of combined between the sounds of disco and pop and, and, you know, still using instruments. And this is what came out. And, um, it also segues into what our next episode is going to be, which we'll talk a little bit later, uh, which is eighties movie soundtrack. But, uh, you know, th this and is a lot of experimentation too with digital at this time. And yeah. also, right. You had the, the MIDI movement and, and the, that minimalist movement yeah. too. Yeah. And then, you know, with, with the birth of, 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 uh, MTV, you know, they started, uh, you know, making, making it theatrical, not only with the music, but, you know, demonstrating a visual art and tying it into, to the, to their sound, which was, you know, it was a whole new underground thing at the time. It wasn't the mainstream that it, well, MTV doesn't play music anymore, but you know, back then it, they, they had a really, a really neat way to introduce their, their music, you know, not only through, you know, through audio, but visual as well. Right. It was a new medium. Right. It, yeah. it became an extension of their music. Right. Yeah, so, you way. Know, if you're, right. So it's kind of like the music and style and art all blended together with exactly. the, the video, you know? So that's, that's, I thought that was fascinating and stuff like that. I, it gave it, and it exposed us to a whole new world on yeah. TV, yeah. you know, at least for us. And especially a lot of these new acts were the ones um, that, that they embraced it, right? It's kind of like the new music now with, uh, you have your, you know, Charlie XCX. I know I always like to talk about her, but how, how they're taking advantage of Spotify. Right. And, and and YouTube and all these people like releasing stuff weekly. In the eighties, early eighties when MTV launched, that's it, man. That was the way to go. Yeah. You know, like no longer radio. Yeah. It's gonna be T V from now on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you weren't a hit unless you had, you know, a popular video. You yeah. know. And then uh, you know, one of the one of the bands that you have here, uh, you have Take On Me from Aha, uh -huh, which, you know, an amazing video. You know, it, it was combining the the comic book with live, with live action. And, you know, who doesn't remember that video? If you were, you know, if you're old enough to remember it, uh, you know, but it, it, it was interesting that, you know, as an artist, you have to work twice as hard because not only are you working towards making a great album, but then you got to collaborate with, you know, directors and writers to put out an amazing video, you know, that, that, that or, or, or you can just be pretty and look good. There's a, a track here, uh, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> hey, don't laugh at those guys. I honestly would have done the same thing, man. You know, they were exposed, and you know, it, it's sad what happened to those guys. Because if you would have put me in that place, in their place, 
I would have d- done the same exact thing, man. Well, Eric, if you want to... But wanna, I wasn't if, as pretty as Millie Vanilli. No, if you want to elaborate what they did, for maybe younger listeners that don't remember. Well, they, they weren't the band. It was another band that was singing their songs, and they were... I don't I don't know. They were from the islands, right? No, Germany, I think. They were Germany. Germany? <laughs> and they, they had these really strong accents, but then you'd hear these songs, and they were like R&B singers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so they, there was just a, a big mishap that happened at one of their shows where the, the track got stuck. And all their producers, all the people, like after that happened, every, they had won a Grammy, right? It was right after that, they that had was, won a Grammy. That was the issue because they won a Grammy for Best yeah. New Artist. Right. So. And, and then everybody that, that was part of putting them up in the spotlight and, and reaping all that money that they made left them high and dry right. and just put it solely on them. So they- – I'm sorry, man. Like, I would have done the same thing. You know, I'm a performer. Do I have a big voice? No. But I'll move, man. So they were also known as Robin Fab. So so basically what happened, they became the most popular lip syncers of all time. Um, You know, so that's that's where the the, the controversy was, is that they, they won a Grammy for basically lip syncing you know, and, and and not giving credit to the people that actually sang the song. And that was neither here nor there. As, you know, they, they became much like when they put these pop bands together. They put these guys to be the face of the music while the people that actually sang the music were in the background. But, um, you know, it was that that's to your point, Eric. It was a pretty face to put in front of a camera to make a popular video. And, you know, it's not like, you know, if if you didn't have the opportunity to do that, somebody came up to you and you were two guys that were models and said, hey, look, we want you to perform in a video. You have the potential of making X ton of dollars. And that's what they did. So you're right. They did take the fall for something that wasn't wasn't totally on them. Well, you know that happened too with uh, with CNC Music Factory. Yeah, Mar- Martha Washington was a singer, and then they put like a model to be the song, the singer. Yeah. But I, you know what? Speaking of that, though, you know every great video we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what's crazy is like if, if I was Millie Vanilli, looking back on it, you could have they could have kind of like played this thing off because a lot of these um, um, artists that especially when there's a lot of dancing involved, they re- they pre-record their their vocals and they play that through. It's, they sing it, you know, technically live, but but there's a track playing because a lot of times, you know, they they, can't, they have to catch their breath, they have to do whatever. So there's always a track playing. So Lily literally should have had me as their manager. Uh, well, it, it happened more recently to uh, uh, Jessica Simpson. Simpson's sister. Ashley Simpson, yeah. Right. Yeah, you know that hey, happened man. on, S- on well, SNL. So, that was so, major. So this is, and I'm sorry. We kind of went off topic. I'm sorry, yeah, man. No, but that's, that's all right. <laughs> it, it, Robin Fabs, love you, man. <laughs> Rest in peace. and. I know one of them passed away, and you know I I I love their song. Blame it on the rain, guys. Blame it on the rain. So this is so I had to pull it up just to see a little bit more, and, and then we'll get off of Millie Vanilli. But uh, so apparently, <laughs> so there was a performance on MTV, and yeah. uh, they had a hard drive issue that caused the recording of "Girl, You Know It's True" to jam and skip. So one of the guys was really embarrassed and was running off stage. And downtown Julie Brown ran after him and convinced him to finish the set. 
So speak about another for downtown Julie Brown. Downtown Julie, another eighties eighties icon. It's like you even remember the part. It was girl, you know, it's girl, you know, it's girl, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would have, would come out and say remix, and then just play. It. <laughs> but but remix, yeah, didn't really. He just didn't have. He just didn't have the speed to like play it off. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. but all right. So so I think we're good on Manili on Millie Vanilli. Yes. All right, we're good on Millie Vanilli, but uh, so. <laughs> You know, so one of my one of my all time favorite songs is uh, "Hazy Shade of Winter," and which is the second song on the on the playlist. Uh, great song, phenomenal song. It's a cover, uh, and but it's it's probably one of my favorite covers of all time. I think you know they took it and made it their own. You know, and it was a, it's actually a Simon and Garfunkel song. That's crazy. I didn't know that, dude. I, I I'm gonna have to listen to that. I've never heard this song. But is it? Is it? I mean, because it's, it's not fast. Uh, those guys are like folk singers. They, but is it? They're like, not like folk is, singers. Is it like? A, yeah. What no, that yeah, they are folk singers. Right, but is it like? It's not a. Is it with electric guitars or is it like? A, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, right, because because you're so stuck on hearing it the way it is. It's like, like what you didn't know was that Garfunkel was metal as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just his back like. Nah, bitch, you ain't gonna shine. <laughs> well, yeah, comes first. But you know what happens is that you get these artists that that take a cover or they 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 take a song and make it their own. Like, you know, when Whitney Houston um, did the song for the Bodyguard, it's a Dolly Parton song, but nobody yeah. ever ties it into Dolly Parton because Whitney Houston made it her own. So it's the same thing with the Bengals and Hazy Shade of Winter, which is the much better version. Um, and absolutely, and it was also in a great 80s great movie. Yeah, great, and you know, and it was um, in less than zero. Great movie, um, kind of launched uh, Robert Downey Jr. Or it was one of the, one of his pivotal roles when he was. In. Roles. I, yeah, was yeah. you had James Spader in there. Yeah. Um, Jamie Gertz. Jamie who's, who's the and and uh, oh Andrew, God, Andrew McCarthy. Name? Yeah. What is it, Matthew McCarthy? No, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew McCarthy, yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was, uh, and then, and I don't know if it was well, Robert Downey Jr. acting or he just showed up there and acted like right. himself back yeah, he then. Was, he was cold <laughs> yeah. Guys, James Spader, man, the ultimate 80s bad guy. Oh, he was the best. You got to love he him. He was the man. best. He was the best. And you know what? That's another time, too, because. Like if you go a few songs down, and and it's also like not only that MTV gener like that that new MTV um I guess outlet, right? But now you're seeing more stylized movies like that are catered to to us, right? During that time, like, you know that you had you had movies that came out during that era, and now they're like they're pretty much shot like music videos too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so that's that was kind of you know it, when it became popular that that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, that was that was really cool to see. You um, had Madonna in Vision Quest. You remember that? Crazy for you. Yeah. Like you're seeing all these apps that got big. Because now you you look at them. Oh man, these are these are attractive people. We can use them. You know what's funny? <laughs> you, you, so you mentioned you mentioned Madonna. Uh, actually, I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday. Uh, Dean Ice had actually put a picture of of Madonna. And, 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 you know, to be kind of an icon in hip hop, you know, famous DJ, you know, you're big in the, you know, in the early nineties. And he posted that borderline is one of his all time favorite songs. 
Thank you. That's <laughs> also one of mine. That, that's, that, that's, that's, man. that's I think that's Madonna's best song. I think. I used to think that that was <laughs> filmed in Miami. 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 It's my Tico. It's my Tico all over again. I ninety five. Yeah. And they're hanging out in a bodega in front of, and it's Spanish writing, you know, like, yeah. you know, naive me thinks, oh, only Miami has Spanish people, you know, you don't <laughs> think that California would have, you know, Mexicans and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, oh my God, I swear to God, this, this was filmed here. <laughs> but it is, it's a, oh man, that was, that was, it's uh, filmed, I, it's I, I filmed see why I thought that my Tika was from Miami. <laughs> Well, remember, we've indicated you with uh, with Deborah Harry. Um, but yeah, there's. let's see what else you got on here. David Bowie, Timeless. That guy evolved that, every that's decade. My, that's my favorite uh, David Bowie song. Oh, Modern, Modern Love? Uh, yeah, that's Modern a great Love. song. That's a great uh, uplifting song. Like, you dance. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, but I, I don't care who's watching. It's David Bowie, man. R.I.P. David Bowie. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I jumped over Footloose. How dare Footloose, I? 1984. Another. This was a. This was a. This was actually the. I think the first movie produced by MTV. So they got into production at this time, or it was like a collaboration with MTV. Really? I think Carlos is fact checking me. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No fact check. No. But you know, and and that was big. It had an incredible soundtrack. Uh, Kenny Loggins was huge. Um, Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boys. What a great song and video that was to the football field. I'll never forget that. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, but, I'm just having flashbacks, man. I yeah. sort of got it. But How you, much television did I watch as a kid? Well, that's all we were able to do, man. I mean, we were kids. Yeah. But that's uh, another movie with, I mean, that has, a, you know, a memorable soundtrack. Almost, I mean, what, what song wasn't on that movie, you know? We'll, we'll touch on that in, what is it, in two weeks? It, no, next week. Next week? next week? Next week. And we have a very special guest for next week, too, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, oh, and and you, were, you, you had mentioned, like, a lot of these songs are, are remakes. There's also a spiritual sequel here to one of David Bowie's songs, Space Oddity, Major Tom. Yeah. So you can see the influence is still well. I mean, David Bowie's on the '80s too, man. Yeah, man. Modern Love. Also, what was the the song that he had with Mick Jagger that it, it was Dancing in the Street? That's a that's, that's, a, the street. that's a remake. I, I mean, it's Mick Jagger and and David Bowie just standing like, how much cool can you put in one video? Like, I was so hard watching that shit as a kid. Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> speaking of who, who could you combine to make one song, Gilbert also has Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney in a song here. Yep. Huge. Huge. But, uh, you know. That was a great video. That's the one that it's like, kind of like uh, Grapes of Wrath Depression era, right? Right. That yeah, they're, they're in the back of a cart. Yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, it, it's back. To, I mean, think think about all the great collaborations you had in the in, in, in the 80s. You had uh, Bowie and Freddie Mercury. You had. Um, yeah. Oof, yeah. It's a strong one. You had. McCartney and Jackson, you had I mean, the shit. The We Are the World, you had everybody. Yeah. You know, it, it was. It, that's the difference back then. Is a lot of these artists collaborated and, and worked together. You know, and and you know, it was just hit after hit after hit. That's why. Oh. Look how long that look. Look how popular the '80s still are, in fashion, 
in music. Like, you know, uh, you had a movie like Drive that the entire soundtrack was all synth. You know that so still holding on to that that era, and and, and I mean, in fashion, it's it's come back, it's gone, it's come back. Um, but the '80s were, you know, they were driven by music, television, and music. You know, it, it was everything, everything that was emulated by everybody back then was based on all of these artists and artists that aren't even on this list as well. You forgot a you you forgot a major. Uh... Collaboration, Rockwell, right, featuring Michael Jackson. That's true. Which aren't their cousins? How right? did that guy get Michael Jackson? <laughs> Seriously, the they're cousins, aren't they? Aren't they, aren't they related? That time, aren't, I think. I think. I, I don't know. Related. I, I, I remember they're that related, a little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think they were cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. And we're gonna fact check ourselves. Is that on? Somebody's watching me. Did you put that on here? Yeah, yeah, it's on the mix. Yeah, yeah. See, like, I, I don't know, man. You, you, you guys are, you know, when as you talk to these songs, and all I'm picturing are the videos. Uh, well, they're playing yeah. back in my in my head as, as you, you know, the Rockwell one that he's in the shower. Yeah, well, you know, you, you also said, wash my hair. <laughs> you also said, uh, why is he on there? We forgot the biggest reason why he's on there because he's Barry Gordy's son. Oh, that's oh, what it is. I did anyway. not know that. Yeah. Creator of one of the greatest movies ever. Well, the last dragon, which there, there is Eric, just just so you know, because we went back and forth on what's going to be on next week's playlist. One of those songs made it on the playlist. Ooh, yeah. Let me guess, the barge. Come on, man. Well, okay, I, I, yeah. Well, I, it was because I tried to put the glow, but it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't it doesn't work. work. It doesn't work. But uh, wait, you put rhythm of the night? Yeah. Uh, you don't like that song? That's a no, great I, song. No, I, I do, but isn't that from um from from what the robot movie? No, no that's from Last Dragon. That's from the Last Dragon. Really? How, how dare you? Didn't yeah, they have a song? Didn't the Barge have a song no, on no. what was that movie called? The robot movie. Now I forgot the name of the damn book. The robot movie. Oh, Short Circuit. Short Short Terminator. Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> De De Deadly Friend. Short, uh, Short Circuit. Uh, oh my god. Short sure Circuit. Ali Sheedy Frank. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google the, the, the who, barge. Who's our boy in short circuit that we like? Which one? The, the, Steve the, Gutenberg? No, no, not Steve Gutenberg. The one that was in Hackers. Uh, hackers. I, I don't remember his name. He, he was the bad guys. guy in Hackers. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. I forgot. Guys, listen. The song from Short Circuit. <laughs> who's Johnny? He said. Who's Johnny? Yes, that's, that's by the barge. Oh, by the way, Johnny. Eric, Eric Fisher Stevens. Mr. Stevens. Oh my goodness. But uh but you know, and, and rhythm of the night, you know what it takes me back to? Another great video, Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, that's a great video. That's a great video too. And and that was a good song. But see, uh, God, you can't you can't do these 80s songs without thinking of the videos. No, no, because well that that's that's what made them. That's just yeah, no man, we've been conditioned, brother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, like, exactly. look, we haven't even made it past like the seventh song on the playlist. That, <laughs> so, I think we focus too much on no, Billy Vanilli. That's modern happened. love. Yeah, modern. Okay, so, well, this is what we're gonna do. So, we're gonna go on break, and then we're gonna knock out the rest of this, this list, and then clearly this is gonna turn into a movie, TV, uh, also conversation, just because it, they were tied in together. I mean, there none of these songs you can 
think about without tying them into a movie or a video or a TV <laughs> show. Even some of them, I mean, like, I mean, Miami Vice, this is all the songs that they had on their show. But all right, so we're we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Um, so we were discussing the first part of the playlist, and then we got caught up in a Millie Vanilli time warp there. But um, as you tend to do, I, yeah, I mean, it's Millie Vanilli; it happens. But um, so next on the playlist, uh, we had gone, or what well, we actually skipped was we had uh, the Susan Vega uh, Tom's Diner. And uh, we were, I, you know, we had talked about, um, you know, how a lot of these songs came from different places or, or, uh, you know, there's, there's a little bit of inter interesting history with a lot of them. With this one, the song had actually come out in 1984, which was uh, on a compilation of uh, Fast Folk magazine. And then it was introduced in her album, her full album in 1987. But didn't become popular until 1990, uh, which was, it, it came out on a remix. Um, and then, you know, to add on to the, to the history of Tom's Diner, you also had, uh, you know, what, what it, it was a tribute to, which was Tom's restaurant, which is the same corner diner that you see in Seinfeld. So that, that song is actually a tribute to Tom's restaurant, AKA Tom's diner, which is the cutscene that you see every time they go to the diner in Seinfeld. Cool. That, that is so idea. awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. Seinfeld. That was that was filmed in Chicago, right? Seinfeld? He was like a... No. <laughs> is that where it was? No. New York. <laughs> uh, just, sorry, guys. He wasn't a Seinfeld uh, fan. <laughs> All right. So... Hey, hey, hey. Actually, yeah, because he was a Mets fan, right? Wasn't that guy uh... a Mets fan? Yeah, and, and, yeah. and he is. There was. I remember the Keith Hernandez that they kind of. I do remember seeing one episode like they kind of mocked JFK. Yeah. Back into the left, they yeah. did that whole thing. Yeah, but... and it was one of the cats that spit on him or something like that. Yeah, well, and also, <laughs> yeah, Seinfeld's from New York. He's from Long Island. It's supposed oh. to be real life, real strong yeah. island, strong island son. But uh, all right, the next is. Uh, Ico Ico. Well, you know about them. You know what? They had to change their name recently uh, from the Dixie Cups, and they had to do something that was more socially friendly. I think now they're going by Red Solo Cups. <laughs> <laughs> Great song, but, you know, it's just like the Lady Antebellum and, you know, Lady A now. Yeah. I think somebody else had to change their name. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a movement, guys. It is. All right. The Dixie Chicks, right? That was the other band. Now they're just yeah. the Chicks. They're the Chicks, and then uh, who was it? You mentioned Lady Annabellum. They changed to to just what is it? What are they now? Lady A. Lady A. Lady A. But they're having some trouble too, because um, uh, someone in Seattle, I think, originally owned that. They were an R and B singer. Okay. Yeah. So they had agreed to share, but I think something got ugly, and and now there's lawsuits pending. Okay. But. I, I think honestly, Red Solo Cups is an improvement, you know, and, <laughs> and you know I'm happy for them as they move forward. All right, and then a staple of the '80s, Hall and Oates with "Method of Modern Love." Yes, you gotta love Hall and Oates. Okay. I've never seen someone love Hall and Oates as much as Gilbert does. They're incredible, man. Sure. Hall and Oates is amazing. <laughs> no, no, they are indeed. 
they they do have a lot of songs that you just didn't realize it was them. You know, as you as you listen, you're like, oh my god, this is Hollow Notes. This is Hollow Notes. And they were such creepy looking. Well, the one guy, right? He had that that big like '70s porn, like curly hair and the the mustache. That mustache, man. Oh, that's, Hall of, that's like that's Hall of Fame mustache. Yeah, but that, hey. that was cool, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. But yeah, well, it's creepy now. But back then, that was the look. That was, sure. How many stepdads didn't look like that? But <laughs> well, listen, I've had a lot of, uh, I guess, stepdads or boyfriends. Not one of them had that look. <laughs> well, see, were they ninety? Were they ninety? They, they actually, they all filled that little like Cuban look, like the the short fat guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yeah. that it, it, I guess it's common for the Miami male. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like mom, dude, you, you're prettier than this. You could do yeah, better. Yeah. Chest, Seriously, do chest better. hair. Your 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 mom your mom was into like a look. She had a like yeah. a certain like an '80s drug dealer look. <laughs> that wasn't she that was wasn't a look. That was a lifestyle, man. <laughs> it was like, come on, mom, man, you are much better looking than this. <laughs> oh, Helen. But uh, man, it's getting butchered on this show. I gotta slow down because I I did give her the list of this. Yeah. So one day she's gonna listen and she's not gonna like it. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So, so but yeah, the uh, Holland Oates. Well, I mean, uh, he has that great show on. Uh, I forget what network it is. Uh, that they the do music. The, yeah, right? the, the yeah, the, he, yeah. So like, if you get the opportunity to watch, I, why can't I remember the name of the show? But it's the Hall's House. No, it's Hall's House or something like that. Um, and there's a great episode. I think you're thinking Run DMC. Run DMC. <laughs> well, there's a good episode with uh, with him and CeeLo Green, which is a really good one. Um, and they do a lot of, you know, Hall and Out songs and, and CeeLo songs. It's kind of interesting, the the setup. But, all right. It's called, it's called Live from Daryl's House. Live from Daryl's House. Yeah. I definitely didn't Google that. I got that straight uh, off my brain. Right <laughs> off the dome. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I forget that we were on the computer and we could actually search these things. Yeah. But it's like, no, I refuse. I have to know this from memory. Yeah, well, we don't have that. Our memory's not that good anymore. But, uh, all right, so Blister in the Sun, the Violent Femmes, yes. that's track number 14 on Gilbert's playlist. Um, Eric, we were, we were talking about that. that. That was a song that you didn't get into to like in the 90s, right? I, mean, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, yeah, I think we all did. For some reason, Coral Park loves Blister in the Sun. Like you know, like Violent Femmes in the in like '92 was like popping for some reason. You know and I mean? then it was still a surprise. Like, oh my God, this song's about masturbating. Yeah. It was like it was masturbating. Oh, great, but yeah, yeah. It, it I, for here in Miami, there was like a small like it was the like club scene. I guess when we started going out to like the beach and stuff, yeah. all the DJs were playing all these early '80s stuff, New Order, Depeche Mode, and that's how I actually became more of a fan of the music. From the 80s because of that you know like the right in excess yeah it, it was weird you know like i i did listen to these songs in the 80s but you know it was during that those club going to those clubs on thursday friday saturday and and just hearing these songs again and dancing to them and you know i, I always talk about like you know high school like being a disappointment for me because it wasn't it wasn't sing, breaking out into song or right, choreography like <laughs> yeah, like like in Greece too, or you know, you watch any of those movies. Even I watched this other movie the other day, Tough Turp, in the '80s, and there's a dancing to Jim Carroll's 
of voices, like choreographed dance where they bring the, the hero and the girl together and everybody's involved. And it's like, this shit really does happen in real life. So Which, it never happened yeah. in high school. But when we started going out to clubs and to rebar, we had everybody did the same dance and it was called the two-step. And you would even stand, like the girl would stand in front of you and you would line up with your friends, like your boys on one side, the girls on one side, and you're like shifting from side to side. And then you throw it off. And it was choreographed because then you, you'd fake a hip and then you come back. And everybody knew you had to do this at this time. But, so I don't know if you guys remember that. That's, but it well, was kind it's, of sort of. it's the Miami two-step. Don't confuse it with the country's two-step. And <laughs> which, again, also, for those of you that don't know Eric, Eric really is a 16-year-old girl. So that's, that's Not, why. <laughs> well, I fully, I had the viewing habit. <laughs> Right. Of a sixteen-year-old girl. Let's get that straight. Eric, if it's on the W, yeah. I fucking love it. Man. Yeah, the Eric. <laughs> Eric is his life had always been his thought on life should have always been what a WB series should have been. That's what Eric should have grown up in. But well, guys, I fully expected the end of my uh, high school to be at a carnival and at some point, <laughs> you know, song dance right. and. You know, somehow we all did choreography together. And I mean, we all went together like Shabbat Amal Young, Ding and Ding and the whole night, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. That didn't happen. It was great, but it wasn't It wasn't Greece, too, man. It was. Oh, my God. All right. We're, we're yeah. totally. Eric, you're doing it. You're deviating. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right. But going back to the violent films, that, you know, that even though, you know, it, it's it's an 80s album. That we we got accustomed to later, that you know, was open to us. What maybe ten years later, the album came out in 1983, and then it was still relevant ten years later. It's well, where we went to school. Uh, but yeah, and it blew up again because it was on the charts too. Like what you would catch it on, um, what is it, Alternative Nation, yeah. or Kennedy at yeah. that time, you know. So yeah, now yeah, now Kennedy's a yeah correspondent. Who, yeah. who who saw that one coming? Nobody, nobody. But uh, says you had Blister in the Sun on that album, Kiss Off, Gone Daddy Gone, Added Up. It was a good album. It was a great album. Added Up. Uh, which Added Up is actually my favorite song. No, Kiss Off is my favorite song on that album. But still a great song. I mean, you hear it on multiple soundtracks. They, they were folksy, too. It was like they were kind of like a folk band, right? Like a sped up folk band. Well, yeah, but then they, they, they have moments where they get really hard on the song. Like that. But yeah, it was it was all, a lot of it was acoustic guitar. That was, yeah, it was a weird, folksy, kind of punky sound. They had their own sound. They sounded pretty good. Um, I Can't Wait, New Shoes, Gilbert. Uh -huh. It's classic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> classic, baby. Yeah, no, so then, of course, uh, The Great Cruel Summer by the Banana Bananarama and the Karate Kid soundtrack. Rocky Kid, 1984. We're bringing it back. Yeah. And one of the scenes, one of the scenes that actually proves that Ralph Macho is an asshole. Yes. Well, like I mean, Daniel Larusso is an asshole. Had, we don't know Ralph Macho yeah, personally. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ralph Macho seems pretty good. He was um in uh what was his name uh we got to do this for Johnny in the Outsiders too. Yeah. The guy he burned in a fire saving some kids from a church. It happened. Spoiler alert. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, so, Matt Dillon, if you haven't seen the Outsiders, it's just great for. It's it's got everybody. Everybody's in it. Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, but Matt Dillon is is the badass of yeah. that thing. But anyways, back to Cruel Summer. Yeah, in the beach, 
That was no, no, uh, when that, they're hanging out. But no, that song plays the next day when he goes back to school. Yeah, yes. and the first thing he does is stand there and eyeballs the 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 Cobra Kai kids, and then go straight in front of Johnny to hit on Johnny's chick again. <laughs> and then, you know, they talk. Then he comes up. That's when um, who was it? Somebody somebody swipes him playing soccer. Oh yeah, yeah. that was which it was, was it was actually the nice kid. He was the one that. That you know, kind of broke the leg originally. Who right. should have probably won the tournament? Uh, Larusso, you know, he cleared the path for Johnny. Yeah. Well, what's funny? Um, and he begged for forgiveness afterwards, yeah. but yeah. he was under you know Reese's direction, man. What was he to do? <laughs> but so after he tackles him, which at most is a yellow card in soccer. <laughs> what does Daniel Larusso do? He rushes him, tackles him, and starts punching him in the face. And then tells the teacher he started it. No, you were playing a sport and you're an asshole. Like clearly not civilized. No, Daniel LaRusso is <laughs> um, a jerk. No, back to Banana Rama too. They they actually formed another band. Like I, I think one of the girls or two of the girls left and they started another band called Shakespeare Sister, which mm. had some really good hits. Uh Stay. I don't know if you remember that. It was just like this slow song and it had an awesome video of a lady like Death. And then there's a kiss and it wakes her up. It was beautiful, they had, man. They had an awesome <laughs> video of a lady death dying. Yeah. That's it. That's how it is. Spoken with a kiss, man. Yeah. But no, I didn't know that. That's that's yeah. that's pretty cool. And they're also named after a, a Morrissey song or, or um, what is it? A Smith? Smith song. I'm sure. Shakespeare's sister, man. Oh, I thought you were talking about Bananarama. <laughs> yeah, did Bananarama have anything else after Crucible? Yeah, Venus. Because it, oh, Venus, yeah, which is a cover, right? Yeah. Because a lot of these bands, like you, you saw, like that they they were referred to as one hit wonders. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was like, no man, if you listen to some of these albums, there's a lot of good shit on here. <laughs> so, well, but and it was like it became a big thing in the oh, they were one hit wonders. They yeah. were no man, you just gotta give them a listen. But remember, if the video wasn't big in the 80s, then, you know, then you were just, or if you had that one video, anything else, you know, would, would pale in comparison because that's what's stuck in people's minds. But the U.S. Banana, not, I heard a rumor. That was a pretty big song for them, too. Okay. Oh, that, wow, yeah. yes, dude. But, um, yeah, so Banana Rama, now we have the Thompson Twins. That's track number 17, Hold Me Now. Great song. Oh, man. Great song. And then I mean everybody that you know has tried to hit that high pitch. Yeah, everybody. Dude. I just I just tried <laughs> to do it right now. It didn't work out. I could only do it in the shower. Right. The acoustics are better there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't hit a high pitch even if I tried. My voice is too too deep. But we have uh Mediate, my favorite in excess song, or one of them. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's a great song. I love the beat to that song. And I love the fact that that you didn't go with uh, what's what's the song that it blends into in the video. Um, oh, so you did right? a sens new sensation. New sensation. Remember that oh. this was like the sequel. It was like a two part this video, which yeah, was yeah. weird. I guess I don't know if the run time was too short that they would play this and all of a sudden it would dissolve into into mediate and it was yeah. like a a tribute to Bob Dylan yeah. with yeah, the yeah. cards and yeah, that was cool. You know that what? was another band that, like, it, it kind of made you feel cool um, watching the video for The Devil Inside, that 
um, the video of somebody skating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, there's someone like us in a music video. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, this is my new favorite band. It's yeah. the first time I hear him or whatever. Like, yeah, I love it. No, in excess. R.I.P. Michael Olson. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, and again, Gilbert with Hollow Notes on I Can't Go For That. There's a recurring theme here. There, yeah, this is not a, a song that they had in uh in uh oh my gosh that movie the the every summer five hundred days of summer oh you uh, you make my dreams come true it's and, on the it's it's yeah it it's in a ton of movies we, we start that one off with that <laughs> every happy okay. moment every happy moment there's a that song comes out in most movies oh yeah. okay it's it's good that scene it's nice yeah. oh you it is here on the playlist earlier sorry I missed that yeah, yeah. no this is. <laughs> This is a Hall & Oates tribute track list with some 80s in between it, is what it is. Yeah. And, and then nothing says Hall & Oates tribute like The Right Stuff by New Kids on the Block immediately after. I, so, <laughs> Gilbert and Eric, this is all you guys. You're all about New Kids on the Block. Well, I was a fan, man. I, I really liked it. was um the Tonight. That was a great song. La, 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 tonight. And then it would come in with like a little keyboard section, you know. But I was a fan of right stuff. They had moves, you know. You had Joey, Jordan. Um, those are the two I remember because they were the cutest ones. Donnie. <laughs> Donnie was too hardcore for me, man. <laughs> out of me, bro. Like, no, no, man. That guy's gangster. Well, you you met one of them. You got to hang out and, and do music with one of them, didn't you, Gilbert? Or, yeah. Uh, you're not gonna elaborate on no, that. No, no, he's just, he's just, yeah. yeah, that's he's he's not so not like that. Yeah, yeah like Jordan. Yeah. We go way back. All right, my biffle. My my biffle. No, well, I'm it's cool, man. You know, I I have I have the the pleasure of you know getting to see a lot of bands where I work and a lot of music, and uh, we had I forget the name of the tour, but they had like a it was Salt and Pepper, New Kids on the Block. Um, I forget who else was on it. But, Ben Gay tour. <laughs> the Ben Gay tour, but dude, what's funny is you have like twelve thousand women that are in their mid to late forties, forgetting how old they are, and reliving their youth at that moment. Oh yeah, and you know when you realize like these guys are a step slower now. You know, like one would miss the choreographed move, and but it was it was fun to see everybody reliving their youth and you know like what we've always talked about in, in this podcast is that the nostalgia that music is and where it takes you back to you know when you were a kid better times when you had fun and you know you once you hear certain songs you realize that, that it's you don't, you don't grow up past that you know that that's still the fun time in your life and you get to relive that every time a song takes you there but um, Speaking of which, I, because of you, I was able to see one of my favorite bands that also has songs, Depeche Mode. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Carlos set me up in a, a really nice spot. And somebody who didn't lose a step, and you're joking about <laughs> that Ben Gay tour, Dave Gahan is a rock star. Rock. I think he's a Holy rock star, man. Shit. Dude, he was just strutting on that stage, and you're like, this dude is a badass man, and he owned that crowd, dude. And, yeah. you know, and they, 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 when they played uh, Everything Counts, they even did the whole slow, and it was like living that, what was that album, 108 or something like that, that live album that they have? Yeah. And he goes into the solo, the grabbing hands, grab all they, and it was just like, holy shit, I'm, I'm, 
this is the CD I would listen to, you know, and I'm experiencing it live, like with all the, they weren't lighters, they were iPhones now. But yeah, yeah just going back to Dave Gahan, man, that guy still rocks. He's got to be what, like late 50s now? Yeah, yeah. Like, and he was still just, rocks, like, still the rocks. coolest motherfucker I've ever seen, man. But, uh, it was badass. That's awesome. All right. Speaking of cool motherfuckers, we got Rick Astley right after New Kids on the Block with probably the, one of the most interesting stories as far as not a comeback, but how he became relevant later on was uh, by Rick Rolling. You know, when people would send these links out and, the you know, you click on the link and all of a sudden you get never going to give you up. So, so good. <laughs> well, what's funny is in uh, 2008, at the peak of Rick, of Rick Rolling, he ended up getting 13 million views or plays on that song. The sad part about it is in royalties, he only got 12 bucks. So, so all these years later, that song becomes relevant because of a prank, an online prank. The guy can't even make money off of it, but you know, he had his, he had his time in in the sun and you know, now he's part of internet history. Yeah. But with amazing red hair. he, he actually popped out recently too and did a cover of a Foo Fighters song, dude, Everlong, dude, which well, was I, amazing. Was it Everlong? And, yeah, it's Everlong. But then, but before that, they had they brought him on stage and they did they did a cover of of Never Gonna Give You Up with him singing on it. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. It's just, it's just it's funny it's funny how some of these songs have made their way back through different. Um, forums, you know, that was like a like a YouTube thing, and then like you know, uh, uh, the never gonna, uh, I'm never gonna give you up. Uh, Breaking my stride became a hit on on TikTok, you know. Really, I don't know what TikTok is. So it, were they just dancing to it, or yeah, I guess they made like some sort of dance to it or something. But um, and then and then uh, Eric, you were you were bringing up the 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 kid the the they went viral now was oh uh, the two brothers right they yeah. were, they were the twins that they were listening Here to uh, Phil Collins yeah and they just freak out and it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love I I think your wife has showed us a video <laughs> of a kid riding his bike down the street oh my god and he's going down the hill and the dad's recording him. And it's it's that lead up. He <laughs> so he's tumbling the trash can, and, <laughs> and it cuts. And like, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, hey guys, so so we actually we have we have a choice here. Um, so this block is about is about to end. Do you guys want to keep on going? Yeah, because we yeah, still got a lot of the playlist to go, and then uh, plus I want to make sure that Gilbert has enough time to tell everybody what's going on, but. Uh, so after this, we're going to take a, a quick little break, just that way we can set up the next block since we're going to go into overtime on this episode. But the best way to start the next uh, block is with wham, wham, wham. <laughs> but uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going into overtime on the Beat Bodega today. Uh, so just bear with us and we'll be right back. All right, we're back we're getting balls deep in the 80s. Uh, we're going into oh, yeah, that's right. We're, going, <laughs> we're uh, going into overtime in the bodega today. All right, so where'd we leave off? We left off in wham, wham, baby, wham. The legendary George Michael and the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Whatever happened to that other I, guy? He didn't do anything? I don't know. No. I don't know. Let's no, look, let me look up the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. Wham. Yeah, you got to Google the other guy from Wham. Yeah, Wham. All right, now let's give this guy his just dues, man. This is. Did he really do anything, though? Yeah, he was in Wham. And, and Andrew Ridgely. Yeah, Andrew yeah, Ridgely. Andrew. Wham. Of course. George Michael would be the one to succeed. <laughs> Look at that guy next to the other guy, man. Damn. George Michael had great hair. But... Oh, wow. So it was actually George Michael wanted to um, cater to a more adult audience. And I guess Ridgely wanted to stay with that pop, you know, kind of programming that they were really? going with, with uh, Neon, yeah. Man, 1986. And then George Michael told him, wham! It, it was a cruel summer. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> Jesus, that was horrible. Stop it, Eric. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, when keeping it real goes wrong. When keeping it real goes... Oh, man. So, I mean, yeah, the legendary George Michael and that other guy. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, well, talk about a guy that's transcended generations. I mean... George Michael was huge in the 90s. Yeah. My favorite video of all time when you're a young guy to watch the Freedom video that had all the models oh. in it. I thought you were saying I want your sex. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, I mean, that was porn basically back then. Is that the one where he had the BSA jacket? The, no, the that's, 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 freedom. Jacket? that's Freedom. That Freedom is the greatest video ever. Yeah, he sets the BSA jacket in, 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 on fire in yeah. freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that he, was, that was the actually, one where you pause it at the right time. You and could you catch could Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Cindy Crawford's nipple, and yeah. it's like, oh, my yeah. God, I just saw a supermodel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but my favorite there was Christy Turlington and, and Linda Evangelista. Yeah, yeah those were my two. Well, like if, if, if people that listen to this are, you know, younger or the ones that are younger – I mean, you had all the top models in that video. You had Linda Vagelista, Cindy, uh, Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell. Um, who else did you just say? Christy? Charlington. Uh, yeah, they were. That was like the the. It was during the time of the supermodel they were, era. Yeah, too. the peak like of the supermodel. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, and he actually doesn't come out in the video. Yeah, no. Only the, the only thing you see of him is the jacket. Yeah. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, George Michael and the other guy. But uh, thanks for the point. Don't kill the other guy. The other guy is still alive. Hopefully, but wham. So right. who really won in the end? All right. So oh, oh God, Eric, stop it! <laughs> oh man, too soon, man. Too soon. Sorry about that. That's all right. I mean, you've said worse things about your mom on the show, so. Yeah, but <laughs> um, so from breaking, there's no stopping us. That's the oh. first record album I ever owned that my mom bought me. That's really, that's what, it was actually yeah. probably one of one of my first ones too. That and I had Nucleus. Yeah, okay. I own it. I had that record. Um, that soundtrack was incredible. Yeah, and and the debut for one Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh the, yeah, that's a, little, that's a little fun. Yeah. <laughs> And those moves, man, they were incredible, dude. The guy hung around in a singlet yeah. and, and on Venice Beach or wherever they were. And, and uh, yeah, you had that that album had Shaka Khan on there too. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was like really good for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Although we, we discussed this in the first episode. Gilbert, I mean, Eric was more on the breaking side. I was more on the beat street side. Uh, but yeah, no, that it's legendary uh, uh, soundtrack. You well, know. Beach Street was more. Beach Street was more gritty. It was real, yeah. son. It was real. It was more. It was, <laughs> you know, it was like Breaking was like the Hollywood version of, Bre- of Beach Street. Well, it beats. So Beach Street was New York, and Breaking was California. Right. So it was, oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You just had better colors. You know, like it was just it was just brighter, and you know people dressed funkier. You just like Special I, K. I, oh, Special K, man. Tribute to her, man. You know, she was great in Ninja 3, The Domination. You know, also a dancing movie. It's like everybody was just dancing. You yeah. know, like, let's give credit to, what is it, Golden Globus, Canon Films, man. Yeah. They put out wow. such horrible Canon shit that was Film. so amazing. Whatever happened to Canon Films. But, uh, but yeah, no, it great soundtrack, great song. Uh, yeah. Then we go to uh, Information Society. What's on your mind? Yes. Yes. Where they from? This was like where they from? Gilbert just got happy because they were from Miami. Miami, yeah, like, Martica. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people that didn't grow up in Miami or listening to Martica, it's you're probably gonna blow her back up. How I'm great would it Martica be? Martica gets a spike in Spotify. You know why? <laughs> I listened to the song the other day. And it's such a great song. All, of, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she makes a comeback, and it's because of Gilbert. Well, she, she kind of had a deep but one, right? Didn't uh, didn't Eminem sample her or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, but um, all right. So what do we have after that? Probably one of the say, say. one of the greatest collaborations, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Well, you know, the '80s was full of great collaborations, but you know, you have two monsters in in rock and pop uh, doing a song together. Um, you know, only second to Rockwell and Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a cool video, too, because it was like that depression area, like grapes of rap, and they're toying around selling like snake oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's such a happy vibe. But then, you know, you have Michael Jackson who went on to buy all the Beatles music, right? So that probably put a little strain in their, their, their relationship, their little happy relationship. That was, that was so gangster, dude. Like, (laughs) like, you know what it is? Like, like they tell you, like Paul McCartney tells you like, you know, what's very lucrative, Michael, if you buy people's catalog and Michael actually told them, you know what, maybe I should buy the Beatles catalog. (laughs) Yeah, that's like a, (laughs) hey, Paul, let me talk about this. The night, dude. This guy was so from a night. Yeah, but uh, Michael Jackson's a gangster. Like Eddie Murphy said, he probably walked up to uh, Paul McCartney. Let me talk to you for a minute. <laughs> I really like the way you throw this song in too. I'm not sure because I, I didn't get to it on on the on this on this mix, but I know that sometimes when you mix this song, that you just give that little touch, and it's so amazing because to watch everybody lose their shit, you know, to this song. It's in a sequoia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui. Yeah, but, but I, I'm not even gonna try the the. The high pitch part when Michael Jackson yeah. comes in, and that, but that is it's a great song. And then, um, but again, you had the 80s where you had all these great collaborations. This was, you know, being one of the bigger ones. Uh, you know, you have the We Are the World collaboration where everybody was on, uh, David Bowie and Freddie Mercury, one of my oh, all time yeah. favorite songs, if not my favorite song of all time. Um, originally made by Vanilla Ice, right? <laughs> no, this was. Uh, the original was 
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah, that's, yo, that's a beautiful song, man. That's one of those songs that you still listen to to this day, and you get goosebumps, man. Yeah, the 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 what I became more familiar from that song because the song I loved from Queen back then was Radio Gaga, and it was during yeah. that Live Aid performers yeah. performance where he just had everybody throwing up their hands at the same time, yeah, which is the yeah. most incredible thing I've seen to this day. But I, I actually fell in love with Under Pressure from Gross Point Blank. Yeah. The scene where he's holding the baby. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, Whoa. this song's amazing. And I'm like, wait, this is this was David Bowie and Freddie Mercury on a track together. Like, how amazing was you, that? You actually, you know, the first time I heard it was my dad. No way. My dad was a huge Freddie Mercury fan. Now imagine, you. I mean, arguably, the greatest rock vocalist i mean you know there's but i mean well his isolated vocals for that song yeah give you chills yeah yeah Yeah. but it was you know i'm glad that you brought up the 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 live aid thing you know and i was trying to explain to somebody uh we were watching the 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 bohemian rhapsody movie and if you didn't get to live through that because remember you had to jump channels to see like different sets and you had everybody that was everybody doing that show, but everybody remembers the Queen set because mm-hmm. I mean, and and it was one of the earlier ones. You thought you know you had all the bigger people that were performing later, and you imagine you have because what what was it in, when they did it in London? It was in Wembley, dude. That's tens of thousands of people that were so into that song, and then when you watch or to, to that set, and then when you watched the later people perform it was like yeah just people gathering around <laughs> but he owned that crowd and then like yeah dude, and then i mean david bowie's david bowie i mean who's and then uh i haven't watched that bohemian rhapsody movie is it i i refuse to watch it because i feel like it's just someone trying to be freddie mercury well and it's like i can't bring myself to do it man. what's cool is spoiler alert <laughs> is, <laughs> he dies and then three two one the last part of the movie is actually just the entire set of the Live Aid show. Okay. Well, so it, cool. it's it's cool because you're not watching a movie anymore. You're watching um, the actor, uh, Remy, whatever. But it's the, it's the actual concert or they recreated it? It's, they recreated it, but he did everything step for step. And, dude, it, it's you're watching the concert. That's what you're okay. watching. Well, so, I, heard, I heard that he was really good in it, but that the, that the actual movie was kind of like a Wikipedia version of... Well, uh, you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Where it's, they didn't really deep to dive too yeah. deep into the. But you're trying to tell I, somebody's yeah. entire life in the two hour I, movie. That, that's impossible. Yeah. Like that. And that's the thing. That set was only like a 15 minute set because they had yeah, so it was many short. people playing. Yeah. It's super short. And he just, dude, it's just, it, he that was owned a, it so hard, dude. Like, I, oh, that was at a time, too, that, that they, weren't, they weren't as popular, right? I think that was oh, like. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. Else. Yeah. yeah, they were on the outs, and then you know that performance kind of brought brought them. But, you know, and then but, obviously Wayne's World. Right. Well, <laughs> but, but you, you laugh, you laugh, but it made it a number one song again in the nineties. Oh, yeah. So imagine they had they had their time, they disappeared, or they dwindled away, and then, uh, then Live Aid brought them right back into the limelight. Then all of a sudden, in the nineties, you had you know Wayne's World that brought Bohemian Rhapsody back, which introduced everybody to. To Bohemian Rhapsody and, and Queen, because I mean, how many people didn't know that they're responsible for almost every song on a Jock Jam album? You know, like <laughs> so. Uh, and then you have uh, 
you know, now this movie came out and everybody's a fan of Queen again. But they have so many songs that people don't even realize. Oh, my God, that's Queen. But that's to show how much, uh, you know, how diverse he was with his sound and how he went from being rock to operatic to pop to, I mean, even when he did Crazy Little Thing Called Love, which is like almost like a 50s oh, rock yeah. song. You know, that, that I mean, that guy was just an incredible fucking talent. He was incredible. And then imagine, we're talking and, about and, him. And Carlos, by the way, please don't ever do Oh My God Again, because that's something I do, and it does not look <laughs> right you doing that. <laughs> you are too manly to do that. And I, was like, I know you can't see this at home, but he even did the hand gestures, and that's not Carlos. I was waiting for, <laughs> for, you, to, I was waiting for you to drop an OMG. OMG. But, all right, so... You know, and imagine, look at everything that we just said about about Freddie Mercury, and then you still have David Bowie. Yeah, you know, like that—that's that's insane. But you know, great. <clears throat> going back to Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, great collaboration, and then you have the iconic Madonna doing Borderline. Yeah, my favorite Madonna song. Yeah, it's, it's a great song. And then you know, I had a uh, uh, Dean Ice had actually posted a picture of Madonna stating that that was his favorite Madonna song. but And perfect club song for back then. You know, it's a great clubs track. You know, I know if Gil, when Gilbert plays it, you know, you still have people that get excited to it. And, uh, you know. It, mainly, mainly me dancing behind the DJ. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, but who bigger in the 80s than, than Madonna? I mean, she was... She was tailor-made for MTV. You know, she yeah. was, you know, a controversial and attractive woman, you know, popular pop artist. And um, had balls, man. Yeah. The shit she did, yeah. the, the Like a Virgin. Uh, yeah. Was it the VMAs or was it yeah. the Grammys? The VMAs. The VMAs. And it yeah. was just like, holy shit, dude, this girl's crazy, dude. And, and But you watch that now, not that bad. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> well, and then when she did like a prayer, like, got over this? Yeah, like a prayer, that was remember that was super controversial. Oh, that was super controversial. I, yeah. she, she, she lost her Pepsi. Madonna song. She lost her Pepsi uh, sponsorship yeah. sponsorship because of that. Yeah, you know what? But she ended up being okay. Oh, she, did. <laughs> she pulled through. Yeah, it must have been. A... I mean, she's batshit crazy now, but who cares? Uh, I, I think we all are a little bit. Yeah. All right, so. Then to another '80s female icon, Cindy Lauper, with Change oh, yeah. of and Heart. And they were, yeah, they were going head to head at that time too, right? Yeah. It was like, was yeah, I guess it was either on Madonna or Cindy Lauper. I, I kind of lean towards the Cindy Lauper side. Well, it, it's they're so different, you know, like but they looked like at the time. They kind of dressed the same. They all big. They all dressed like that, at the, <laughs> but. I had the big skirt. Actually, totally not related. You, if if, if you want to see something funny. Um, who's the guy, uh, the writer for Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane? Uh-huh. He, on the Norton Graham show, you could actually YouTube this. He does, uh, Graham, Graham Norton, Graham Norton, whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, what did I call him? He's got two last names. What did I call him? What's that? What did I uh, Norton say? Graham. Yeah, Graham Norton. Yeah, you get it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, he does, uh, uh, True Colors as Peter Griffin. <laughs> Sitting next to Cindy Lauper. 
awesome. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's fucking hilarious. You gotta watch it. She liked it. She, oh, she, she thought that, Yeah, she. They 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 went back and forth on the song. Have you seen her? She still looks amazing, man. Oh, for her age, she yeah, still she looks incredible. Hell yeah, man. When you were mine, that's my favorite song. Like, if you ever get a chance, watch the live performance she did. Um, that was the Grammys, I think, where she performs that song live, and it's incredible. Oh, you just lost someone. <laughs> no, and, and I mean, when you when you make a video with Captain Lou Albano, you know, yeah. that gives you street street cred. And she appeared on WWE too. Yeah, she was his manager or something like that. Or well, he was her manager, but she went on like on the ring and everything. She was at one of the WrestleManias, I think. Were they related? No, no. Uh, but uh, just Doug Rustin, man. And then you have a great Phil Collins with Susu Studio. Yeah, the legend Phil Collins. Philly Collins, um, but he, he doesn't get enough credit either, man. That guy was incredible, man. He's responsible with Genesis and everything. You know, just the songs he had. Yeah, I mean that guy. That guy's catalog is enormous of just hit after hit after hit. Talented well, musician. A, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying he's an incredibly talented musician too. Against all odds, you remember that song? Mm. That's a <laughs> shit, man. And then I dedicated that to so many people, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you know, us growing up in Miami, you have uh, legendary Miami Vice, uh, "Feel It in the Air Tonight" by the great oh, yeah. Phil Collins. Speaking of legendary musicians, we have Prince doing "Raspberry Beret" on the the, tra- the following track. Again, another incredibly talented musician, but one of the greatest guitar players ever. And just the only man that could dress the way he did and still be a fucking badass. Game blouses. Game. I think he could wear anything and he'd be a total, like, he'd own that stage, man. Fucking makes the best pancakes Shoot. in the world. It's funny. I, um, the, I told you, Eric, about the time that, that they interviewed Dave Grohl. And they asked him if Prince was a better guitar player. And he's like, shit, that dude's a better drummer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> right? He, he was a prodigy, right? He played everything. Everything. I think his first album was recorded. He did like kind of like, well, how Dave actually talked about Dave Grohl. The, the first Foo Fighters album, Dave Grohl did everything. Um, I, I think Lenny Kravitz did. Um, I don't know if his Are You Gonna Go My Way or one of, one of those albums or the one before. He did everything. And same thing, Prince's first album, he literally recorded everything. He would go, probably like record the basic drum track, and then start playing bass over it, then the guitar, and then yeah. like probably redo the drums and vocals. Like he, it's crazy, man. I think Paul McCartney and Phil Collins would do that too. Like yeah. I don't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Prince is something else, man. I, I like. The, I don't know if you guys watch New Girl, but he was only on there for 15 minutes, and his scenes were the best. Oh, the, the, best the best just, episode he ever. He exudes his confidence and just. He just—he doesn't have to say anything, and it's like he's giving you orders. Yeah. He was kind of like—he was like a unicorn, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his favorite color was purple, right? Was that his? Because he loved purple. That's yeah. a great color. Rest in purple. <laughs> Speaking of great legendary people, we have the <laughs> Rockwell, Rockwell, ladies and gentlemen. The, the Rockwell, the who a hey, Barry Gordy's son. Also, I didn't know that. Well, no. not only that, who's uh. Who else is related to the LMFAO guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, is that guys. why they got famous? Uh, well, when your dad's Barry Gordy. Damn. All right. So it looks like we're actually going to do this again. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep going here. So let's uh, 
Let's see. This block is about to to finish up, but we'll keep this going. We'll keep recording. Uh, well, you're you're, you're going to miss you're going to miss uh, coming up next is my my biggest crush when I was a kid. Eric's mom. Oh, hey, man. come on. You know I'm sensitive about that shit. That was my teenage one. That was your teenage one. <laughs> I love you, Helen. Oh, Helen, we're so sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, get, all right, talk about your crush, then. Talk about the love of your life. Oh, so, I you, know, you guys had me so confused. I thought we were going on break. We no, we, we are. We got a, we got a few oh, minutes. But, but I, I'm just giving you a heads up that it's going to happen. And we're gonna we're going again. Yeah. Ball, balls deep in the eighties. All right, Kayla Gilbert. Yeah, talk 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 about your love. Yeah, talk talk to us about Debbie. So as a young, I we and as as, as growing up in the eighties, you either had one choice, or two choices. Excuse me, you were either a Debbie Gibson or a Tiffany lover. I thought Tiffany was a little slutty, to be honest. <laughs> no, so no. I went for the wholesome Debbie Gibson. Well, only one of them had their own fragrance. Tiffany was. Tiffany felt like like Debbie Gibson was the true artist, and Tiffany was more like that mob pop star that was just touring the malls. I mean, she she pretty much only had that one song, which was the cover of "Running Just as Fast as We Can." She also yeah. had a Playboy. But Debbie spread. Gibson had you know "Electric Youth." Uh, only I get dream. lost in your eyes. What an incredible song and stuff like that, but. Don't call Tiffany slutty, man. She was just a teenage girl doing her shit, dude. Yeah, don't call her slutty. I mean, after... she went on to do Playboy, which was great. <laughs> I think Debbie Gibson also, you know, like, don't did do it, that, Debbie man. Gibson, That's not did, cool. Did Debbie Gibson? Cool. No, she didn't do Playboy. I don't know. I'm Tiffany. I know, I know Tiffany did, though. And, and so did Belinda Carlisle, too, right? Yes. Yeah, what? Let me Google. Let me Google that for uh, information purposes. Yeah, I hope you're <laughs> just just to uh, verify, just to fact check. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then speaking of another iconic woman, the legendary Queen of Miami, Gloria Stefan. Gilbert. Yes, I, I think Gilbert. Every playlist just tries to sneak in just to make up for Martika. This is trying to sneak Miami, in something some Miami female, but I mean. She's a monster. She's an icon, a legend in Miami, but and for the Latin community, she. Uh, um, by the way, I'm sorry, Debbie Gibson did do Playboy as well. What? So in your face, Gilbert. Don't ever talk about Tiffany like that again. So God, I'm not coming on these places anymore. You guys, uh, uh, you ruined everything. Uh, First of all, Mantica, and now I don't know, but Debbie Gibson. Gilbert, I guarantee you, Gilbert's Google is up right now. Well, he's looking up all three of these women. Well, Belinda Carlisle did, in fact, also do Playboy. Well, that, so we yeah, that. we know that. She was also a cokehead in the 80s, too, so. Hey, everybody yeah. was a cokehead in the 80s. That's true. <laughs> Love you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know the truth. Oh, Helen. <laughs> she's going to hate me after this. She is going to hate gonna you. I'm going to tell her, like, no, Mom, I'm playing. No, I'm not. Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to call her and make up to her. We're going to go on a quick break before we do the last and final block. Uh so we're going to take a quick five, and we'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Um, we just finished talking about, or barely talking about, uh, Gloria Stefan, the Miami icon, um, you know, with the legendary Miami sound machine, and then with her own um, solo career. Plus, you know, she also, her and her husband produced a lot of music for a lot of big Miami people, too. A lot of Spanish musicians in general. But again, yeah. 
<laughs> Did they have anything to do with Toronto? I don't know. Are Arikiko Rico. Remember that guy? Yeah. He was in Camp I Me Love. Suave. It was at seven o'clock and I was two hours late. <laughs> I never said I was so good from day. Right. <laughs> oh my god. So that's yeah, how man, that's like, how we're gonna Yeah, they're, they're, they're huge, right? Like they they they're pretty much rubbing elbows with, with uh presidents and stuff now. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Let's I, I'm just curious, I wanna look up her net worth. But yeah, so hey, you're gonna put it, it, it's not about the money, man. Well, it's it, about the art. It's a good indicator of how well she's done in her life. Yeah, well, my my aunt used to tell me a story because she went to FIU with her, and she told me that her mother really stressed for her to become a teacher, yeah. and she really believed in the band, so that she she ended up uh, actually actually getting her degree and said, "Mom, you know, here, this is what I I did this for you," and 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 she followed her her dream and stuff with the band and worked out in her favor, man. I think so. Which is pretty amazing. So, you know, she, and, 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 you know, growing up with Cuban parents or I, I mean, just parents in general, they, they, they think they know what's best for you, man. But as long as you're the best at what you do and you love it, you're going to succeed no matter what. Well, so I, you I was know, like, I, I think she made the right choice because her net worth is roughly around 500 million. Oh, <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> give or take. Give or take. <laughs> so she's doing all right. I, I mean, but I'm sure that's collectively between her and her husband and the, you know. Emilio! Emilio! <laughs> but, yeah, dude. I mean, imagine. And she's worth $500 million, and then you have somebody like Dolly Parton that's worth $450. That's what? Like, that's, she makes more than Dolly? Yeah. Well, it's all the production stuff that she does, right? Like, yeah. uh, well, Emilio and and, and yeah, that, Gloria, yeah, like, that's a combined. That has to be a combined number. Aren't they responsible for bringing another great Enrique Iglesias to 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 us? I mean, that guy was incredible, huh? That lady. That, that, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think well, I don't, don't. I think that Stefan's don't they? Don't they? Aren't they contributors to the UM medical? Um, medical. That'd be weird if there was a medical to the music program in UM. I think it's something like I think they're sponsored like the school is like a Stefan school or something. I that five hundred million dollars in your bank account. I think you could do whatever you want. Yeah, and most of the money they contribute is probably raised through charities anyway. Yeah. Shit, that's awesome. Well, they've done a lot for the community. They've done Thank all, you, they, yeah, they've done all right. All right. And they give us the conga, bro. Yeah. That song's gotta make a comeback at weddings. You don't hear that anymore. Everybody's all about those 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 uh what is it Keep shuffle it songs? Keep yeah, it man. I like that conga was huge, bro. All right, I'm gonna do it, dude. I wanna bring next time my DJ wedding whenever that ever happens. All right. <laughs> if you get over that mic fear, no, it's not even the mic thing. It's just you know, listen. I respect wedding DJs. They get paid. Uh, they they could do something that I can't. So. Good luck finding yeah, a DJ that, that does can. really well doing those weddings, man. And, yeah, yeah. And he and I've seen some of his weddings, and he's done weddings for like celebrities. That you're like, oh my god, why didn't you invite me to this? Good luck finding a DJ that could shake like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so track thirty-three, it's my life by Talk Talk. Uh, Great song. I guess more. I think more people are. I guess more listeners would have recognized the song from uh, No Doubt, uh, yep. more likely than Talk Talk. But, uh, you know, it's not a No Doubt song. It's actually a, a cover song. 
and a great cover song, but a great song in general. I remember they th- they talked about when they did the cover because they, they did that song for their uh, Greatest Hits album. It was like a bonus track or whatever. And that they they growing up in the eighties loved that that Talk Talk song. So they were like, look, it's covered it. And they I mean they did a great a great version of it. I mean we talked about killing the versions like you know uh, uh, the Bengals Haiti Shade of Winter. There's some there's some definitely songs out there that that. Sometimes like the the cover version is better than the uh, than the original. You know, I I think they also did uh, the Adamant song "Stand and Deliver," which yeah. was they it, they did it really well too. Yeah. So. yeah. You know what I, I you know I think maybe not next month since we kind of already have next month planned, but probably the month after an episode might have to be just like great covers. You know, I think that I mean you could do you could oh, do one yeah. just on, on punk covers alone. Oh yeah, punk, ska, just the covers in general. Yeah, I mean. Well, we'll just we'll just encompass all, all uh, all types of covers and ones that we like. You know, Eric, earlier you had brought up Gross Point Blank. It, mm-hmm. it, a great, basically, it's an '80s album. And you know, if if uh, if you have the opportunity to to listen to that soundtrack and you're a fan of the '80s, I mean, you have Violent Femmes, The Clash, The Beat. Uh, you mentioned Under Pressure with uh, Queen and David Bowie. Uh, Guns and Roses, Faith No More, the specials, you know, you have another class song, Pete Townsend. So if uh, if you want to pick up a good soundtrack to listen to with a, with a lot of 80s songs, that's a good one. Uh, or watch the movie because they use the, the they use the music really well in that yeah, movie. Yeah, like it, it's amazing the placement and stuff, and and it's pretty much John Cusack being Lloyd Dobler again. You know, yeah. so everybody loves that guy. Yeah, ruined chicks everywhere for Which is cool. I mean, which 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 will kind of segues into the next episode that it's all uh, 80s movie soundtrack uh, songs. So, but let's get back to Gilbert's track list and uh, mix that he worked on for us for this 80s episode. Um, so where do we leave off and talk, talk, you just can't get enough by the Pesh mode. Uh, you know, Eric talked about the Pesh mode for a little bit too. You know, another band that's been around forever has existed for a long time, has, done well every decade after that and you know a legendary band uh just can't get enough which is which will always remind me of our morning announcements in high school <laughs> but um after that i mean I, I guess eric you talked a lot about the pesh mode so i guess we could just skip on that or did you guys want to talk about just can't get enough in the pesh mode i could talk about the pesh mode all day okay so we'll do but i don't think you want me to no that's fine we'll do the pesh mode episode maybe um <laughs> uh, then we have Oh Sheila by Ready for the World. Um, another great song. And then immediately mixes into wow. uh, Glory, uh, Glamorous Life by Sheila E. You guys see what I did there? I saw yeah. what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty, it is, it's funny because I thought Sheila E sang, like I thought for some reason that her band was Oh Sheila. It was related to Sheila Easton. And it's not. They have no. nothing to do with each other. No. I actually I think Ready for the World was kind of like was known kind of as like the bootleg prince back then. <laughs> no, that's the time, dude. No. Hey, 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 don't Don't talk bad about the time, yeah, son. But Morris, Morris, Morris Day in the Time. Morris right? Day in the Time. Also in Purple Rain, you know, so well, yeah. great band. They're, they're they're great, they've been great friends forever. I mean, well. What uh, Morris, Morris Day and Prince, Prince are front, yeah. like their buddies. Yeah. Uh, 
but the great Sheila E, now 62 years old, one of the best Latin percussionists, super talented. Um, She's actually, she also, going back to our last episode, also had a punk band called The Zeros. Really? Yeah. What? Uh, but, you know, she she was associated with Prince, Madonna, Ringo Starr, Cyndi Lauper, you know, she's a legend, you know, um, she, you know, worked with Lionel Richie, uh, Marvin Gaye, Herbie Hancock, Diana Ross. I mean, she and she's I, I follow her on social media. I mean, she <clears throat> she's still doing it, still an amazing, an amazing musician. Uh, also in Crush Groove. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was, the, she was like the main girl, right? Yeah. Was she? she was like the one that, that they all fell in love with? I think that, so. That? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny when you say I follow her on social media. Well, because she's such a I, great person. No, it's just weird. It's like, oh, my God, is that like stalking? That's that's why I stopped using Instagram because I felt like I was stalking people. I like follow that. DJ G-Funk on social media. <laughs> oh, he's, he's totally stalkable. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, man. we go... It's a new order with regret. That's a Gilbert classic. A Gilbert my favorite, favorite, my favorite new order song. It and is. this is one of their later stuff. This is actually music that we listened to that was produced at that time for 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 New Order, right? Like when we were in the nineteen ninety four. Yeah. And New Order blew up, and this song was released during that time, wasn't it? Or was that an eighties song? No, I think it was. It was released in the eighties. I for some reason I thought Regret came out in the nineties. Maybe. So you oh. might have made a mistake, Gilbert. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh. You're going to have to redo the playlist. I make it up with the, ulti- the ultimate uh, 80 song next, Gloria. <laughs> Again, that's probably... Yeah, 1993. It was 1993. God damn it, Gilbert. Because again, New Order was a band from the 80s. And what we we were listening to, you know, True Faith, Temptation, uh, BLT, or, you know, the, the Zara Love Triangle. I got hungry when I said that. Nah, not Ceremony, which I love. But yeah, Regret was one of their, their comeback. Like, it was yeah. what they were trying to do with that. So Gilbert fucked up. Yep. <laughs> new... Guys, that's good. That means you just get a new playlist, okay? <laughs> well, we're doing nine. We're doing ninety. We're doing nineties next month, so. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll throw that in there again. Yeah, we'll throw oh, yeah. it. And uh, nothing, nothing says eighties than a classic Helen favorite, Gloria, by Laura Branigan. <laughs> I remember my mom had a Camaro, and it just felt so cool riding in that and and listening to Gloria. Gloria and be it's a memory I have being dropped off in, in preschool kind of and that was like the the song we would listen to on the way to school you know <laughs> get you pumped up listen guys I have issues there <laughs> from my childhood so you make, right, sure, to use, make, you make sure to use a potty correct today oh yeah. my god Eric pulls out of the Camaro with a, his little jean jacket and his lunchbox, and Gloria, lunchbox. Gloria. <laughs> I think I got your number. It, it is a, it is a great song though. All right, and that now we we actually wrap it up with, uh, you know, two people that have already been on the playlist. But again, two legends. We have Cindy Lauper with She Bop, and then of course the great and legendary Prince with I Would Die for You, one of my favorite songs on that album, if not my favorite song on that album. Uh, I mean, it's fucking Prince, bro. It's one of my my top five. 
Like, yeah, I, I love that it, song, I, and I know Gilbert plays it every time for me when he sees me around because he knows it means something to me, and I melt every single time. Because there's Gil- no way Gilbert that I would play it all the time. You just happen to be there. There's actually some really good cover. Uh, there's a good cover version of two. Uh, there's this band that I that I like a lot. It's they're called Churches, and they're fronted by this like little five foot girl. Uh, not girl, she's a woman, you know, but um. When you hear her sing, it's incredible, dude. And and, and I, I mean, I have I have their one of their tour posters. I've seen them like both times they've come to Florida, and I hang it on my wall because it, it was great artwork too. But um, their cover of "I Would Die for You" is is amazing. If you have a chance, look it up. Um, she, I mean, nobody does it better than Prince, but they got pretty close. Well, they um, Churches is a dope band. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Well, Gilbert, you're not our lover. You're not our friend. You're something that nobody will ever comprehend. <laughs> but with that being said, um, you know, fantastic playlist. Uh, we're man. excited for everybody to listen to it. Uh, Gilbert, what do, you, what do you got going on, dude? Let us know. You know, uh, a little this, a little that. Uh, but um, if you guys can, make sure to go check uh, me out again. All my socials, DJ G-Funk, MIA. Um, I finally... Um, uh announced the date for the first uh twitch set uh for the lovers rock party and it's going to be on august 29th at 4 p.m and um so you know grab grab a a frosty beverage and enjoy some music and uh i got the 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 merch is going to be released at the same time so there's like a cool you know shirt and hat if you want to buy it and support um that's it man you know the, the, the shop is going to be on your Twitch Twitch feed. How do we get yeah, to the so, shop? Uh, yeah, so you're going to be able to go through any of the Instagrams at gfunkmia on Instagram or at the Lovers Rock Party at um, on Instagram as well. And then also, um, yeah, on the um, on the Twitch when you when you log into the Twitch, there's like a you know an about section, so you can go in there and, and click on merch, and you'll be able to it'll be a, a direct link to be able to. So get that's it. Saturday. This coming April Saturday. 4th. August, oh, yep, August 29th. August 29th, okay. Yeah, 4, August 29th 4 at 4 p.m. Yeah, nice. I, I can't wait. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. That. Is, is, it all, is it all right if I invite people over and we dance on my end over here? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'll, I keep it, I'll keep it under 10 people. Yes. <laughs> so make, sure you're, make sure to wear a uh, mask. I'm keeping these playlists, guys. The, uh, just so you know, the, the playlist, the, the mixes that Gilbert does for us, man, they're, they're, they're amazing. And, and they're, they run what? They run like an hour long, an hour and a half. And they're great for parties, man. Okay, your 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 people moving. And yeah, if you're just cleaning around the house or stuck all day at home because of the world that we're living in now, it's good background noise. And um, but yeah, Gilbert, again, thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Um, and you know we're gonna keep this '80s thing going. So next next week or this upcoming week. Uh, we have a very special guest. We're going to keep the 80s thing going. It's going to be uh, kind of a selection of, of our favorite or some of our favorite uh, uh, soundtracks or songs from 80s soundtracks and uh, different movies. You know, Eric and I are huge movie fans and, and the sound of the 80s. And our very special guest is Vanessa Rojas, who's also a co-executive producer on uh, the Netflix drama Lock and Key. And also has uh, previous writing credits with The Path on Hulu and uh, network series like Blue Bloods, The Event, and Beauty and the Beast. We're really excited. She's an old friend of ours. We're really excited to have her. And then uh, 
next month we're going to have Gilbert a few times since we're diving into the 90s. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's we got we got a lot of fun shows coming up. And then, you know, you know, we, we write Gilbert as a guest, but Gilbert's family is an old friend of ours and the, the resident DJ to the B Bodega. Can I, have <laughs> can I have a one suggestion? Can you guys just do a whole segment on on uh, Ninja Rap for the uh, movies? Ninja Rap, man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So we'll too. do Ninja Rap, and what was that? The your favorite soundtrack? Cool as ice. Cool as ice. <laughs> I don't drop that zero and get with the hero. I watched that movie, dude. I I I, I watched that movie like as, maybe a couple of months ago. As much as I joke, it's you know, I've never seen that movie. Oh my God! You yeah, have not, to. neither have I. No, no, no we has, don't he have. He comes to. in his street bike and he just he just throws out these one-liners because he can't act, and you see everybody else trying to support him, and it's just so bad. It's so bad. It's so, like they try to do footloose, I think, but you know, to the rap audience. Well, yeah. I actually, I actually spent the week with Mr. Robert Van Winkle, uh, and uh, he was one of our guests in, in a, one of the hotels that I was uh, working in. Word to your mother. Word. Is he a cool guy? He's actually a, he's a really nice guy, really fun guy, a little crazy. I mean, there was an incident that we had to kick him out of a dolphin pool, but that's for a different episode. <laughs> but it's a dolphin okay. The dolphin's okay. But <laughs> Vanilla Ice, Robert Van Winkle, you know. Hey it's not you know. where you're from. It's where you're at, dude. I'm sorry. Like, everybody <laughs> wants to rag on Vanilla Ice, but that guy, well, he – he he was the top dude. It was between him and MC Hammer, like in '92, '93. Hey, like, remember, according to third base, MC Hammer gets the gas face. Gas face. <laughs> didn't, and, and didn't we all have like you know we cut little slashes in our eyebrows because of vanilla uh, ice? I didn't cut slashes. I, you I actually have one, but that's because uh, I busted my ass when I was a kid, and I <laughs> I was permanent. No. You were cool before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I think he got it for me actually. <laughs> So, all right, guys, any, anything else any of you guys want to add before we call it a wrap? Thank you for having me again, Carlos. Eric, I really enjoyed this, and thank you to everyone out there. Eric, you know you're part of the show. It's not, we're not, I'm not inviting you. You're I, I have trust issues, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, let you, I'm still working things out. You, you Slowly, you'll get to know me as I throw little anecdotes about my mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll see why I'm so screwed up. You know, and, and I'm afraid. I'm, mom. I'm, I'm afraid because one episode, we're actually going to invite a psychiatrist or a therapist. I, I don't know what her actual title is. But the idea is to talk about the psychology behind music or how music makes us feel. I'm afraid that it's going to turn into an hour-long session. Oh, a therapy session. Thank you, Carlos. <laughs> That's right. I, Can I just, please, please I want to be on that one. Oh I'm, my god! I'm, yeah, no, I'm scared of what might happen in that one. I, you nah, know, you know, come on. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you, should, you should do some, some, some like uh, Maury shit and have and have Ellen pop in in the middle of it. Yeah, you know, no, and, and Eric, we have, we have, this is a voice from your past. Helen, come out. <laughs> what were you? What, yeah. uh, but I right, guys, god, please, Helen, don't listen. Bye. To this All right, guys, take care. Later. Later.